Big game. Big flavor. Hot stuff sauce. Let's get saucy. Devil season's over. They're now they're now ten games out of ten games out of the playoff spot. No team that's been ten games out of the playoff spot has ever even had a even finished within two points of the playoffs. They're dead and buried. And Scarlett Smith was dancing on the grass, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and he had a picture of uh, uh Nico Heischer. And he was like him and him and all the ESPN reports. got going, "How's your brain feel?" He says, "He said he can't wait to see that happen to Tua." And Frank Scott Van Pelt reported that uh, Jack Hughes isn't coming back this year. Yep. <laughs> Good to see you, Pat. Likewise, it's been a while. I think it's been a few weeks since I've been on. Uh, probably before I even left for Costa Rica, I think. Yeah, it feels like a lot has happened. Yeah, definitely. But uh, Frank, your sports teams uh, <laughs> seem to be uh, performing up to your expectations. And there's another goal by the Jets. <laughs> he did he, the puck was sitting there on the ice, and Renan Smith tried to clear it, and it went in off the back of the goalie. Was he really in the oh, game? Jack, Brendan Smith right now, the last eight times he's been on the ice, there's been a goal scored against the Devils. His plus minus right now is minus 72. Frank, can I make a request? If you're going to wear your glasses on your head, can you just put them to the side? Because you're only going to use them to break them. Yeah. They have no they know they're 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 and Brendan Smith just signed an eight-year contract extension. Iron Cred must be on the ice every minute. So, uh, I, I don't know. And how you know, you know Brendan Smith's real name is? He's Brendan Vogelback. <laughs> I don't know how much hockey you watch, Pat, but Brendan Smith's a defender on the Devils, and he's very quickly consolidated power atop Frank the Tank shit list, where, like, as you can see, he's Vogelback. Do you hate him right now more than you hate Daniel Vogelback? No. <laughs> is he getting closer? He's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah. I hear the Mets when they trade Pete Alonso, they want Roddy Tiles, so they have the fattest team ever. And they, <laughs> then they're going to sign Pablo Sandoval. So they have the fattest, most unathletic team because uh, Carlos Mendoza says that uh, he's the only stat that he cares about is Bob Bip. <laughs> Pat, as that a Mets fan, what do you think of the Mendoza signing? Because I've been with Frank, obviously, every day just hearing – some of the most horrible things about the guy you could imagine. He so. is. He would the, the Mets. Here's my prediction. I asked Pat. I asked Pat. Here's my prediction. <laughs> he signed a three-year extension, a three-year contract. In these three years, the Mets will lose a total of 355 <laughs> games. Obviously, with Mendoza, it's uh, not the hire that everyone wanted. It's not an experienced hire, and uh, it's not a sexy hire. They wanted Craig Council, and Craig Council never intended on leaving the Midwest, clearly. And he got Joe Torre money to go to the Cubs. Well, so, and the Mets are, are going to lowball Pete Alonso, and he's going to leave too. The pain, suffering, and misery is never going to end. It's still well upon. Frank, would you be happy if they had hired Craig Council? I would have been happier. Happier. Okay. My bad. Um, what? So what, what are you going to do if they wind up tendering Vogel back this offseason? Then I know the Mets are not serious teams, a uh, serious team. Do you think they're going they're to not, tender him? 
Yes. <laughs> well, Stearns traded for him in Milwaukee, just like Billy Epler did. And the Devils just continue sinking like a rock. There's no life in this team. What's the score, Frank? Doesn't even matter. They're going to lose. Well, we were going to spend some time grilling Chicago because that's why we didn't have an episode last week. The Chicago traffic just literally put Frank and I in a torture chamber. But the Chicago guys, I feel like, purposefully ducked the episode. We're going to talk about the United Center, how Mikey Betts thinks Jerry Krause was greater than Michael Jordan, you know, all this crazy stuff that came came to light. But I don't know, Frank, the, the guys aren't here. How could he yeah. think that Jerry Krause is greater than Michael Jordan? He was defending him vehemently, Pat, vehemently, as we looked up at the banners and saw a Jerry Krause banner, saying that in, in 1999 it made sense. Somehow he was trying to defend that because of what Jerry Krause had already done, it was okay that in 1999 he broke up the Bulls. What was the GM's name who Michael Jordan hated again and bullied? Jerry, Jerry Krause. Oh, oh, Jerry Krause. Oh, Jerry Krause. Was I was thinking – I was confused with Jerry Reisendorf, yeah. Jerry's, yeah. But ultimately, Ryan Storff as well, because he should have fired Jerry Krause and gone with Phil, Phil and Michael. What happened was Jerry Krause built the team, and at the end of the day, he wanted more credit, so he got rid of the team. But one detail, yeah. Frank, that gets very conveniently left out, correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't draft Jordan. So no, he didn't. The idea that he built this dynasty – uh, great. He got some good role players around the greatest player ever. So I think it's a little bit inflated. Well, he made the, I think he made the, uh, uh, Pippen for Polynes trade. Good trade. He made some good moves. I'm just saying, how are you going to go? Which could be, play? which could be the second worst draft day trade ever. Go on. We listened to a lot of NBA history during our two 17 hour drives. The worst draft day trade ever. The Milwaukee Bucks sent two picks to uh, the Dallas Mavericks for Robert Tractor Trailer. Robert Tractor Trailer was Daniel Vogel back at the NBA. He was a beast in college, though, Pat. So think late yeah. 90s. You're trading for, we'll give you a hint a European big man that's unproven at the time for and and the, the exchanges for Robert Trailer. And it felt like a a, a, a reasonable trade at the time. And when he also gave back, up and he also traded Pat Garrity who was uh, later turned around and uh, sent to uh, Phoenix for uh, Steve Nash. Who do you think that player was for Robert Trailer? You're Googling it. Frank, do you not know? I know. Who is it? Dirk Nowitzki. Wow. Please. That trade. That's a trade that just is like stunningly bad. But the last thing on Chicago, Pat, have you ever been there? I have not, actually. I would like to go. Um, the traffic is, it's almost like if you took a hit of acid and then did real life Mario Kart, but 
there's like 10,000 too many players. And the roads are extra fucked up. Yeah, was, they uh, they took four-lane they took four-lane highways and put traffic barrels up and cut it down to two lanes. And in some spots it became a one lane with these bars that just these like barriers that just uh inch closer and closer and closer and cause you to like merge into a lane and uh, potentially crash. They're like arrows that progress further out, like a Mario Kart, like making you forcing you to make the turn. But then there's traffic everywhere. At one point, I like I'm I'm pretty calm in general, but Frank saw me have my first full blown meltdown in front of him, where I was screaming, cursing, punching a steering wheel. And when I finally like calmed down, I looked at him. He had a big smile on his face, and he just goes, "Good." Good. That was my Let first the hate flow through you. <laughs> yeah. How long were you guys in Chicago for? It felt like a long time. We were there for like a week. We went to Northwestern. We went to Blackhawks. We went to Bulls. We went to the Sprecher Factory. We went to the new Barstool HQ. Saw that. Um, so it was just nonstop go, go, go. And then we were going to do a regular episode, but, uh, Traffic just kept fucking the schedule up every day, honestly, even when we tried to plan for it. Apparently, the Mets are getting new lights. There's like a whole bunch of construction going on at City Field right now. We couldn't even get through the Hodges Gate today. We had to go through the Seaver entrance because they're doing a bunch of stuff downstairs. And the chop shops apparently uh, have been removed too, some of them. No, they've been gone. There was only like two or three of them left. Do you think lights will help, Frank? Nope. <laughs> Frank, you know what Carlos Mendoza said about the roster today? That it's fine, that uh, he loves uh, Dang Mendek. Uh, he loves uh, Brett Beatty, who just is uh, a total fucking bum. A ruse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, wa he wants to have the suckiest players at every position. He said, oh, this team won 100 games uh, not too long ago. They still have a lot of core pieces in place. Yes, yeah, and, 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 and they're not going to improve. They're not going to do anything to improve. There's not going to be any Shohei. There's not going to be any Yamamoto. They're not going to acquire a pitcher. They're going to go full tilt with uh, fucking goddamn motherfucking bums, like fucking goddamn fucking uh, that they currently have. I'm telling you, they're going to lose 115 games next year. I asked Frank if the season started, what kind of start would Mendoza need to get off to for him to be kind of like, you know, for Frank to take the foot off the pedal, you know, putting all the juice on him. Yeah. As, you know, 10 and 0, 20 and 5. What kind of hot start? Yeah. Well, remember, Mickey Calloway went 12 and 1. That's what he came back at me with, was Ricky Calloway. So Fra Frank's final answer was he doesn't even know. He doesn't know how good it would need to be for him to feel hope which was really quite sad. Yeah, Frank, I don't think Frank complained about Buck Showalter at all in the first season. Did you, Frank? No. Yeah, I don't think I heard one complaint out of him about Buck in the first year, but then last year, <laughs> last year there was complaining, and then in June when the Mets got swept by the Braves and Buck said he was proud of the guys, Frank, Frank was yeah. done with him after that. Yeah, I think, I, and I genuinely believe this, Buck Showalter was not prepared for the uh, – the rule changes. Yeah, it didn't really look, seem that way. 
And the Mets were I so he, attention to detail the year before, and then they were lackadaisical this past year. I think that uh, that uh, the pitch clock hurt the Mets more than it hurt any other team, and I think that's the Mets' fault. They had the most violations. Which is why doing the World Baseball Classic in a year, you make massive rule changes and then run the World Baseball Classic with the old rules, which is so inanely stupid. Yeah, it was. Is is Diaz scheduled to be ready for opening day? Yeah, he'll be ready. He almost he almost was ready uh, at the end of the season, but they weren't going to bring him back because they were terrible. So, so with him, mark coming, my, mark my like, words, will get mark my words, will get re-injured and won't pitch next year. Frank, God willing, if he's actually healthy, what are there any other moves that you want to see? Forget about like you don't want them to get rid of Alonzo. We know all the shit you don't want. What, anything you do want? I want uh, good quality pitchers. Yamamoto. Yeah. I want a, another bat. I want uh, I want the Mets to go back to uh, the, the the old school philosophy that batting average actually fucking matters. And Carlos Mendoza said says batting average is the most overrated, ridiculous stat next to RBIs. And those to me are the two most important stats. <laughs> Not so, the bip. You don't like Babip, Frank? I Babip, but yeah, you could strike out ninety nine times, and if you get a base hit the one hundred time up, your bat your Babip is one thousand. That shows you how worthless Babip is. Can you remind me what Babip stands for? Uh, batting I mean, average on balls, put balls in play. hit and play. Yeah, batting average on balls hit and play. Huh. <clears throat> Babip. How about all these comments that uh, Brian Cashman has been making, Frank? Brian Cashman talking about him being good gives me even less hope. He's an Aaron Buffoon clone. In fact, I heard that uh, Aaron Buffoon missed 27 games in the last four years as manager. And Carlos Mendoza, in, whether it be suspensions or uh, illness, uh, in those uh, 27 games, in those 27 games, the Yankees went two and 25. Is that a Frank fact? That's what the Met, That's what the Mets just hired. <laughs> I mean, he is just he's he's gonna like I said, he will go down in history as the worst manager in Mets history. He didn't rule out bringing Willie Randolph on as his bench coach. He did. Oh, Joe, I, read, I read that today. That's one of his. Why do we want to? Why do we want to be fucking Yankees? Why do we want to be the fucking Yankees? Make your dog happy with BarkBox. Make your dog happy with BarkBox. Two toys, two treats, and a chew. And the shift gets fully to you. Make your dog happy with BarkBox. Make your dog happy. That's right. We've partnered up with BarkBox. So go to BarkBox.com slash tank and get a free extra month where you subscribe. That's BarkBox slash tank. Get a free extra month and make your dog happy. And the Mets just continue to just make me miserable. The devil season's falling apart. Nico Hischer is put on injured reserve today. They're getting creamed by the uh, Winnipeg Jets. There's no sign of any hope of Luke Hughes ever coming back. Nico Hischer has now been put on IR, which means he can't come back for, I think, six weeks. The Knicks What's are doing it? all right. We're th- 
you know, we're like 500. Yeah, R.J. Barrett, I mean, you got to man up, man. They're playing the Celtics. We need you. It's not the that team, that, that team, that, that team ran out of gas in the second half. Ewing, Starks, those boys would have played. Those guys didn't miss games. Terrell Davis won a Super Bowl MVP in a migraine. But yeah, he did. That, he did. That's, he one team that, that's one team with some real hope. We got depth. We got a good team. I think maybe we trade Randall, but I like the team. I thought the Devils had hope. <laughs> it's dead. What's their record? The Devils season's over. What's they're the over five hundred. No, they're not. What's the record? Seven six and one. Seven seven. Yep. Seven six and one. Yep. And then when he loses the Penguins on Thursday, it's going to be seven seven and one. And the Penguins will drop the uh, with that loss. The, the uh, Devils will probably drop in the last place. However, I was correct in saying they're over five hundred. So if Jack comes back, there's hope. We just need to find out what the fuck's going on. The Devils haven't said much, Pat, and that's what's been driving Frank and me a little bit nuts. It's, it's much easier if you just know how long the star's out. They're not, they have not been clear about what's going on. What they say is week to week. Yeah, yep. that's the little thing, reassessments, and it's just not yeah. even clear what the injury itself is. Yeah, they don't know. That's why they're not saying it. It is a uh, shoulder injury. Could be, could be sooner rather than later. It could be a long time. That's what that means. Yes, they don't know. And they, and uh, he sure obviously is not responding well to the concussion. And uh, Brett and uh, Brendan Smith is healthy. In fact, Brendan Smith broke his leg <laughs> and it magically healed. Frank, you got to stop uh, rooting for injuries. It's, it's We can't go that route. We were walking out of Prudential the other night, and he's literally going – why can't Brendan Smith be the one that gets hurt? Yeah, he says so, the bad players never get hurt, which is kind of I'm true. Like, um, but uh, it's true. But it's like we can't. We can't. When you when you suck, you're immune from injury. It Only probably good- helps when you don't play as hard as the best players. The best players probably play the hardest, and they get hurt. It makes sense. Only the good players on Frank's teams get hurt. When's Tua gonna get hurt, Frank? Probably next week. Dolphins had a great bye week. Everything that could have gone right for Frank went right. That's why he didn't bring up the Dolphins. And he's getting back his running back. So, uh, they're still not sure when he's coming back. I did. That's another one that you're just being mum on. Well, really? I think but, yeah, but, but I'm telling you, the Dolphins are doubly screwed. Oh, boy. Why? They're going to be on HBO in season hard knocks. Oh, no. That's not good. That plus the Fleming curse, that's like the kiss of death. Oh, no, there's a third curse. What's the third? We'll be back. For all of you Spotify listeners, Frank has left the frame. (laughs) You doing well, Pat? Yeah, yeah, no, things are good. Um, Yeah, Costa Rica was amazing. It It was really nice to get away, and we had a great time there. I was there with like five of my buddies, so... Um, nice. It, it was. It was. A I got. I, I went to my mailbox. Frank's back. I went to my mailbox. First, you got the Fleming curse. Then you got the uh, HBO curse. Okay. And I went into my mailbox. Oh no! <laughs> the Sports <laughs> Illustrated cover curse. He got very upset about that today. I was with him when he saw that. 
he started actually screaming about ESPN's coverage of the 1972 Dolphins. We were in his parking garage, and I stopped, and I looked at him, and I said, Frank, what are we doing here? You are screaming about ESPN. Yeah, yeah. The week the, uh, when the Dolphins won Super Bowl seven, the cover was uh, fly fishing in Cancun. And the next year, the uh, when they won their second straight Super Bowl, the cover uh, the cover story uh, they only had was like a little paragraph about the Dolphins winning the Super Bowl, and they had a uh, a ex- extensive uh, talk about the uh, the showdown between the uh, Soviet gymnastics team in Romania in Lithuania. Oh Frank, you weren't even alive then. Yeah, well, and he was screaming about it in the parking garage. Which, by the by the way, happy birthday, happy belated. The the best part about the birthday yesterday was watching the Buffalo Bills just shit the bed. Yeah, they're frauds. They sh- and a- after the game, we were talking in the office, and they said that someone said that uh, uh, Sean McDermott should be get fired. I said McDermott's not going to get fired right now, but I said that. Uh, and I said, Ken Dorsey's going to be the sacrificial lamb. And I woke up this morning, and sure enough, Ken Dorsey sure was the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, um, the Dolphins are the favorites to win the AFC East. Uh, but, the, Frank, they need to beat a winning team. They haven't beaten a winning team yet this year. And their next two games are against 500 teams. So, be that as it made. Now, I would say this of the teams they've beaten, of the, the, the winning teams they've played, they've either been in Germany or on the road. Yeah, that's true. They so, have not played a – they have not had a win – they have not had a home game, a home game against a winning team. But so I don't want to hear – I don't want to hear Nikki Smokes talk about Super Bowl and the Dolphins until they actually start beating good teams. Well – I mean, uh, Nicky Smokes, I guess he doesn't want to be on here anymore, but uh, he was our, uh, he was the, uh, the, uh, our village's idiot. When you were in Chicago? Uh, just, just on this podcast. Just, oh, on here, yeah. W- with his, his questions to Drew Sample? Yes. Frank, what's your prediction for the Dolphins, honestly, right now, without saying the whole fucking world's going to explode and we're all going to die? They'll probably go eleven and six. All right, there we go. That's fair. So we get to the playoffs. Do they are they playing in the wild card round? Oh, they, of course they are. On the road? Mm, not unless the Bills turn things around. Okay, so maybe one win in the playoffs. That's my bare minimum. Frank, is your dad a Dolphins fan? That's honestly no. that's, that's very fair. He's always been a front runner. Who does he like then? He's kind of a giant fan now, but in the uh, he was a fan of the 49ers when they had Montana and everyone. Oh yeah. And I'm sure he roots against the Dolphins because of you, right? Yeah, oh yeah, he put a like on him. <laughs> put him a like on the Dolphins and Mets and Devils. Yep. Yep. Well he actually says it's Minoik, but he can't even say the word right. <laughs> you know what I did? You know what I did? You know what I, I wonder who does are? that? Who does you that, know, James? You, no one I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know what? You know what I, I recently learned was not correct. Prefix. I always thought, I always thought the word was uh, zapel. Zeppeli. Yeah, I my mean, father. My father's always called it zapel. Frank, you still <laughs> call breakfast prefix. 
including like in public to people that don't know what you're talking about and you act like it's a normal thing. That's all I've ever heard of Bethix. Birthday. <laughs> Frank, what'd you do on your birthday? I uh, went to Spark Steakhouse uh, where uh, Paul Castellano was wiped out uh, in 1985. Big Paul Castellano. Did you go with Stu? Oh, no, I went with uh, Jenks. Which I, I, knew, I knew it was a given that Jenks was there. I met, I was wondering if no, Stu, Stu wasn't went. around. Stu wasn't around this time. He would have been there. He was in uh, Nashville or somewhere crazy. And then yeah, he's been uh, he's been going all over this year. Uh, Stu is crazy. Stu is crazy busy. Frank, I wanted to get into into it with you because it was talked about uh, on the live stream last night. But uh, your crew, your yes. hierarchy, your your <laughs> your your mafia crew that you have now. Um, so Jenks is the consigliere. Um. I don't know about that. I think Mikey Betts might be the conciliary. Oh, no. I no think Jenks. I think Jenks is actually the underboss. Really? Yes. I think that makes sense. Why is Mikey conciliary? Because uh, he handles all your business deals and stuff? Oh, no. Actually, that, that would actually be Jenks. So I guess Mikey Betts would be the, the underboss. Mike I think the, the key thing, Pat, is with Mikey and I, we're like real partners that both just report to Frank. So it's kind of semantics in terms of the titles. And what is Clemmer? Uh, maybe he's a maybe he's a capo. Am I in this crew? I think uh, it could be. You could be. Five, a, yeah, you could be a capo. I think five years together uh, warrants. Warrants yeah, a, you're, uh, you're, yeah, initiation. You, yeah, you're a couple. I would have right, assumed I'll, you are, Pat. I, I would have I'll, assumed you are. I take that. Uh, we're we're going to have the uh, we're going to have the initiation ceremony. Instead of burning a saint, we're going to find uh, an old uh, junk bag baseball card. Burn. What do you think, though, Pat? Does Frank need to come up with titles? Yeah, I think for the hierarchy, sake, he needs to come up with titles, and um, I think that uh, Nikki the good goods in it right I, I think i think nick uh nick yeah yes but um i was dying laughing when marty mush asked you <laughs> what is what am i to you that was you, you just fucking steamrolled him by calling him a co-worker i don't hang out with him i don't yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you don't. don't ask frank you a question don't. if you don't want to get the honest truth back I mean, yeah, that's you don't true. know that about Frank, then you don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, it's not the morning, and we had to wake up a little early to do this. But uh, be able to report nine o'clock at the uh, Belleville Senior Center in Belleville, New Jersey. Uh, it's basically right next to Branchbrook Park, next to Wawa. And what we're going to be doing is we're going on a, a walk this time for a cause, and it's going to be the ALS walk for Unico. And, uh, we're gonna do the. We're not gonna do the 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 extra long walk. I I don't know if I'm ready for a three mile walk yet, but mile and a half walk. And uh, if you want to get involved, uh, find a way to join us. It's a good cause. I think it's going to be a great cause, and I can imagine. Uh, and please feel free to comment um, any other good walks you know coming up in the in the future. I feel like it's something. Yeah, like yeah, yep. Uh, I mean, if I'm walking, I might as well walk for a cause every now and then. Frank, you should run the New York City Marathon. No, I can never do that. 
Six days later, Frank and Jenks making their way across the finish line. <laughs> Great content. Well, they did that in uh, they did that on a TV show, the old cartoon, uh, The Critic. That's before my time. I don't time. know if you guys remember that. Definitely before my time. The Critic was uh, was a uh, it was about a movie reviewer, and uh, he he's a movie reviewer that would be like. Uh, like uh, in my like, uh, like if I was a movie reviewer, I'd probably be him. And uh, whenever he gave a review, he'd go, "It stinks." <laughs> yeah, that is you. And the uh, and the, and the voice of the critic was played by John Lovitz. And it kind of drew him like 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 a little bit like the like a cartoonish version of John Lovitz. So it's like a John Lovitz like cartoon mm-hmm. being a movie critic in New York City. When did that show run? 80s? Um, no, actually a little bit later than that. It was actually yeah, late 90s. Maybe maybe it bled into like 2000, 2001. But it was like around from like 96 to like maybe 99, 2000. Yeah, that's literally when I was born until I was like four years old. So I definitely wasn't watching. I was watching Elmo and Blue's Clues at the, at, during that era. Oh boy, the Devils are such a depressing team right now without views. And there's no magic. There's nothing. It's lifeless. What does Scott Van Pelt say about it? Oh, he's uh, he's he says the greatest thing uh, this thing he's seen this season is uh, the Devils' injuries, and uh, he got the uh, elbow guard that uh, uh, Connor Clifton hit him hit uh, he sure in the head with, and he has it autographed on his desk. <laughs> Pat, we were 13 hours into the drive to Chicago when Jack Hughes got hurt. Frank was watching on his phone in the car. Oh, oh yeah, I saw the video. We pulled over to uh, Hardee's, which Frank claims he'll never, ever, ever go to again. It was also I hate, food. Yeah, I hate Hardee's too. But my God, Scott Van Pelt. The food, the food, the food sucked. Terrible lashing. Yeah, the food sucked. Yeah. And you were in a mental blender over fucking Jack Hughes. That was bad. And the game was on ESPN Plus. So they have the, uh, the, uh, Scott Van Pelt, uh, Gohorn, and then they had Scott Van Pelt uh, uh, talking about uh, the best thing he saw today was uh, he was going down. Oh, and then let me give you credit, Frank. On the way home, I was another, whatever, 17-hour drive. We were, were however many hours in, I start getting tired. I, like, drank a five-hour energy. And Frank's watching Thursday Night Football on his phone, so I can hear the audio of the televised game through the car. And, you know, like, Audio on television is not nearly as good as radio play-by-play because they don't paint the whole picture. So I turned to Frank, and I was like, hey, Frank, if you don't mind, do you think you could just give me a little Fleming play-by-play, like a little extra entertainment, keep me entertained, awake for the ride? So, Frank, it's right before a commercial. He finishes off the last play. Then he pauses a beat, and as it goes to commercial, he goes, all right, now we have a dog sitting on a couch. And I (laughs) swear to God, from the start of the second quarter – through the end of the whole game, Frank Fleming both play-by-play and color commentated every commercial and play and cut to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. It was the most entertaining uh, football game of my life that I had. Okay, dude. There's a woman. Uh, she's not looking very good right now. Um, uh, I think she's going through menopause. This is this, this, medi- this, this medication for menopause that was advertising, so... He goes, oh she's God. now taking some medication. She's by a park. She seems to be feeling better. 
All right. Uh, I don't know what our records are right now. We we still have to have these things put out like regularly. <coughs> yeah, I have but my picks, but I don't have anybody else. We uh, we still made picks last week, even though they weren't uh, no show. So we still continue going at, and I still suck. I suck worse at college. But uh, uh, before we get into picks, we were looking for some hot stuff. Looking for some hot stuff, baby, this evening. I need some hot stuff, baby, tonight. Looking for some hot stuff, baby, this evening. Gonna get it, gonna get it now. Yep. Hot sauce. And if you want uh, some hot stuff, hot sauce, uh, you have to use the, um, where is my promo code here? Yes, that's right. Go to hotstuffsauce.com and get your hot sauce now with promo code TANK10. You get 10% off your order. Best hot sauce you can ever ask for. So get the hot stuff sauce now at hotstuffsauce.com. Get TANK10. Get 10% off your order. Order. Did we ever uh, tweet out uh, Ask the Tank today? I don't even know if we did. I was just checking that, Frank. I don't think we did, but I'm checking. M- Mikey's wife got her purse stolen, so yeah, I, I know. he was a little preoccupied. I have some good allow me to ask the tank questions, though. I can also pull up some old ones. Um, Pat, did, did Frank uh, clarify what the titles are with me and Mikey vis-a-vis Underboss and Concilietti? I, I think they're both great. I think he went back on it and said that you're Concilieri and Mikey's Underboss. Is that right, Frank? Don Franco? Yeah, it seems like, yeah, it seems like uh, you do handle the business end more often. Okay, so I'm Mikey's Concilietti. Slacking. I, I just like having the Italian name. No, Mikey's not slacking. Don't say that. <laughs> he's on. Guy goes on vacation. He's uh, neglecting his duties. He's hardly on vacation. He's checking his phone every five seconds, and he lost all of his fucking personal belongings in the first two days. So the guy's under more stress than any of us, to be honest. They got their passports stolen. So like, I don't yeah, know how, that, so I don't I know how that's so going to work. My man. I feel that's bad. awful. That's just awful. Nobody how, deserves that shit. How, Especially how are they going to get back here? In Italy, you t- well, you get a temporary passport, then you have to redo the whole thing. But the problem is, it, we were talking about it today, it's probably already in fucking Eastern Europe being copied and used and God knows what. American passports on the black market are a pretty hot, hot item. And Brendan Smith's now in a fight before me. And uh, let's see. And he is getting his ass kicked thoroughly. One, I mean, they're spinning around or holding each other's jerseys. And uh, Brendan Smith's getting sent off the ice. The other guy's not. And he just took his fourth penalty of the game. So, Frank, I have an idea. We talked about this the other day. In lieu of Ask the Frank, do you want to walk uh, your people through your top five athletes of all time? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll worry about that. we got to do the picks now. But, uh, oh, picks first. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were skipping that because we don't have we don't have all the info in front of us. Well, uh, we made we gave our picks to Mike. I hope that we have our uh, records. Uh, we need to get these records up every day. That uh, is I, don't, I, I, I don't I don't know what our records are. So I hopefully yeah. next week we'll have to update it. But uh, Jenks, you can start off with your college picks. Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm taking my boys at Michigan, minus 19. I'm taking, as Frank would call them, Illinois, plus three and a half. 
I'm taking Navy, who would always fuck Army out of the good food when Frank's great grandfather was serving. Grandfather. Sorry, grandfather. Utah <laughs> plus one and West Virginia, where my boy Angry Ed got expelled after six days being enrolled at the university at minus seven. Angry Ed. Yes, he ended up uh, passing away young. He's he's looking down on us, and he would love you, Frank. Absolute legend, Angry Ed. How did you get kicked out? He was watching a West Virginia football game. <laughs> One of his first days there, they lost, and he took his television set, which was not a flat screen, and threw it through his five-story window. Thank okay. God it didn't hit anybody, but they threw him out of school. To get kicked out of WVU in your first week, you have to essentially put someone's life in danger, which is what he did. Yeah, especially with one of those old big TVs. We called him Angry Ed. <laughs> yeah, it seems fitting. Like you would have loved him, Frank. You would have loved him. <laughs> he could have been in the crew. All right, uh, NFL or we keep going college? Well, uh, it's my turn for college. Yep. I'm going Notre Dame minus 24 and a half, and I kind of regret it already. But I think Wake Forest sucks. And uh, Notre Dame always shows up and shows out on uh, Senior Day. Uh, I'm taking Kansas plus eight to uh, to fuck things up for K-State. I'm taking uh, UCLA plus six and a half against USC because USC's defense is – it's like they have uh, 11 Brendan Smiths on the, on the field when uh, they're playing defense. I mean, just the worst defense. I might be one of the worst college defenses I've ever seen. I mean, it made Caleb Williams cry. That's how bad the defense <laughs> is. Uh, I'm going Oregon State minus two and a half against Washington. Uh, because the Pac-12 always cannibalizes itself. And I got a gut feeling about this one. Tennessee plus ten and a half against Georgia. Wow. What's your gut telling you there? That... If Georgia wins, it's going to be a tight game that they're going to win on the last play, and that Tennessee might just find a way to steal the game because Georgia's due for a loss. All right. Well, I guess I'm up now. Uh, I have Penn State minus 20 and a half, Indiana minus four and a half, East Carolina University plus two and a half. Ooh, we're against each other. Colorado plus four and a half. They're due for a win like anybody is right now. And Pitt minus two and a half. NFL. You want to go? All right, Frank. I'll power go. We'll just go like yep. this. All right, for NFL. For some reason, I picked the Giants plus nine and a half. Um, please. Is hey Pat. Hey Pat. Do you know what street I live on? Do you know what street I live on? DeVito Street. Tommy DeVito Way. Tommy DeVito Way. Is, Is that starting? actually your street name? Yeah. What? That's actually well, your street it's, name? It's next it's to the, it. It's the honorary street name. I made a comment about him uh, on Saturday. I said, I said next year when he's selling insurance or working in sales, uh, he'll move to Hoboken like, like all New Jersey Italians do. And uh, my, my dad called me the next day and said, told me to delete it. Tommy DeVito. Did you delete it? Was I the, did, uh, yeah. Was Joe Pesci's character name in Goodfellas. 
And it was also the name of uh, one of the Jersey boys. Uh, and that's who the street's actually named after because he lived on I, the street. I just wish he was good. Like, I wish – imagine him stepping in as the underdog, hometown kid, and, like, he just lit it up. Like, that would be an awesome He would story. be a beloved legend. Yeah. But he just doesn't have the ability. Yeah, he, he sucks. fucking sucks. He sucks. Can't throw the ball forward. What do you got for NFL, Pat? <clears throat> Beyond the Giants, I have the Browns minus four. They've been playing well. Texans minus four and a half. They've also been playing well. Lions minus 10 and Cowboys minus 10 and a half. Nice. What do you get your lines at? Because uh, I have Fandle. a different line for Browns. I have I I usually, get it from Fandle. I usually get my line from ESPN. I can never find them on ESPN. I just go to the scoreboard on ESPN. So I'm riding with you, Pat. At... Well, I'm actually supposed to go first. Sorry. I always do that, Frank. Sorry. Um, taking Dolphins minus 12. The Raiders suck. Uh, they could beat the New York teams, but I don't think they could beat anyone else at this point. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals plus three and a half on Thursday night. Um, this, they're going to be the desperate team, and I, the Ravens, the Ravens might have been exposed on uh, last week. Um, agreeing with your other picks, I'm taking the Cowboys minus ten and a half, and the Browns minus three and a half. All right. And uh, I forgot one. Eagles on Monday night plus three. And that's five, right? Yep. Okay. I'm riding with you guys on a couple. So um, with my Lions minus 10, I'm taking them. Cowboys minus 10 and a half, just like you guys. A little bit chalky where I'm also taking Texans minus four. I think the Bills are going to bounce back a little bit. They're getting crucified minus seven. And then I'm taking the Vikings with two points. I don't really think they should. And the Devils, another game where they've allowed four goals. <laughs> and the slaughter continues. <laughs> but they're, they're being out shot in this game, uh, twenty-eight to three. So for ask the tank, what do you think, Tank? Well, uh, we had to find someone for the Sprecher win. I don't know if we have any ask the tank questions. I can pull but, a couple uh, old ones up. Well, let's see what we can find. Because Sprecher brews good things. And we're going to pick one person with the ass tank to win a pack of soda and a Sprecher hat. And now Sprecher's finally made its way to New Jersey and with this new low-calorie orange dream. And it is a dream. Quite good. I mean, it tastes almost like the regular orange dream. And it's it's... And that's very good, and that's why they brew good things up. We were just there last week. It's another thing we did. We went to the Sprecher plant. We saw firsthand how they do it. They are fire-brewing gas kettles to create a unique caramelization of flavors. Then they're sweetened with local honey, and they're handcrafted in small batches out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And you can taste the difference. And they're available in a wide variety of flavors, including the award-winning root beer, Cream soda, cherry cola, and of course, orange dream and grape, my two favorites. So, check out the Sprecher family brands of SpreckerBrewery.com to learn more. And now uh, you can also go to Sprecher Locator to find out if they're sold anywhere near you. And uh, finally, Sprecher's made it to New Jersey at some select CVSs. So, try Sprecher Craft Sodas today and get 10% off your um, order by using the code Frank at checkout at SpreckerBrewery.com to shop. So, 
Go to SpreckerBrewery.com. Use code Frank, uh, code Frank, and get ten percent off because they brew good things at Sprecher. Awesome, and their factory was amazing, and the people there were so nice. And even I don't drink a lot of soda. I had some of their root beer; it was incredible. So, love those guys. Big shout out to Sprecher, and definitely go visit if you're ever in the Milwaukee area. Also, Lake Michigan's right there; it was absolutely beautiful. And then Frank, I got some questions. Um, from both Ask the Tank as well as from different walks that we've gone on. People have got some some good ones if you're up for it. All right. We just got to find a winner and uh, give them uh, uh, give the name to, to find out how to get them the package. Mikey has that information. But Absolutely. Okay. When he's back. So first question, from when we were walking by the waterfalls, uh, in that fast-forwarded video, you seem to get very worked up when we were going around the signs about the manufacturing and the history. The question is, can you tell us what got Frank so worked up about those signs? <laughs> and remember, it was the ones with the history of all the stuff that's been built. Worked up? I don't remember getting worked up about it. You were doing like a very, you were giving the history, but I think it was very positive. Okay, yeah, well, Patterson was once a great city. It's now a shitty city, but it was once a great city and it was built around those falls, and the city was actually founded by Alexander Hamilton. Um, and among the things that were uh, invented in Patterson was the Colt Revolver. Uh, uh, Hamilton could have used that. Uh, of course, he was, a, he was a notoriously bad shot, kind of like uh, the first Brendan Smith. And um, this, this is now the devil's fourth straight loss now. All right, Frank, next question. What was it that you were drinking on the walk? Oh, I've when been drinking body armor. armor. You pulled out a bottle of something to hydrate. Body armor. Body armor water. Okay. What's been your favorite walk so far? Hmm. What's been my favorite walk so far? Um, I like the Highline walk. That was an interesting walk. Uh, I like the... Uh, uh, the walk to Uncle Junior today was crazy. Where the, uh, all the sidewalks were broken. My back was... I got home and my back was sore. Yes, Frank, I didn't. I didn't know it's that his now, house. It's now five to two. Frank, I didn't know that his house was in was not in Belleville. It's not. He's supposed to live in Belleville. And there goes the Scott Van Pelt Colhorn uh, uh, again on ESPN. <laughs> um. Okay. Then the next one. This is this is this might beat him. It's like I'm living the Mets all over again with the Devils. One player goes down, and the whole team falls down like dominoes. You want one more? Yeah, is there an acid tank that could be relevant, or because we didn't do one last week? There, there was no ask the tank today. All right, what is the question? Be? So we have to find a winner. Yeah, no, I think the winner so far is the first one, which is Ben Schramm. Um, 
let me pull up one more. I mean, Devils are just. This is. It's like it's. It's like two years ago when they were one of the worst teams in the NHL again. They're, they're done. They have no shot to make the playoffs now. The misery never ends. What do you think, Stool Presidente thinks of your new mob boss, your new your new mob syndicate? Well, he knows that he's the uh, he's the boss of the whole five family, so I think he's pretty happy with it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good he's the, yeah, he's the godfather. He is the godfather. It all starts at the top. So I think Ben Schramm's the winner because I do think it was hilarious. It's a video of Frank walking, but he's so passionate about all the stuff that was built in Patterson. It looks like he's motherfucking it, but he's actually really giving it a, a lot of love. So, Tank, do I email you that person? Email it to Mikey. Okay. <clears throat> you want to sing us out? Misery, misery, misery. I thought this was going to be a special devil season. And it's all falling apart. Click, like, subscribe. <laughs> Somber. <laughs>